So I'm sitting there at my desk in Springfield, writing a whole bunch of Lady Bear stuff, trying to get that out, and I'm trying to also get to a pizza party that Dave Steckel at the Missouri State football team was throwing for his team. I'm sitting there, almost done, like, okay, I'm going to be able to send this to my designers, and then boom, Isaiah Mosley's a bear, and I was prepped for that. I had a feeling it was going to happen, and then sends uh, Missouri State basketball into a frenzy, and I think that's going to be pretty cool, and yeah, it's uh, it was pretty hectic there, but pretty neat. Welcome to the Wyatt Wheeler Podcast. I'm Wyatt Wheeler, and in this episode, we're going to be talking to Eric Blum of the Columbia Daily Tribune. He's going to break down the three Rockbridge commits to Missouri State, of course, the newest uh, News in Missouri State basketball is the commitment of Isaiah Mosley, who is widely widely regarded as the top basketball player in the state. I think he's phenomenal and has an opportunity to start maybe immediately. I think he's an incredible player, um, athletic, can shoot, can do a lot of things, sees the floor well. Um, and there's the other kids are exciting too. I really like the point guard. Um, Monte Black, I haven't been able to see too much of him, but from what I've heard, he can just get hot from deep and hard to stop him once he gets going. You're going to really enjoy my interview with him. I think you're going to be really excited about the future of Missouri State basketball. We're also going to go through my second annual bracket of random. Me and brother Blaine Wheeler go through and Break down everything. I think that was a really fun conversation I had with Blaine. We go through a lot of things that you guys submitted, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm also going to be playing some Lady Bear clips. You're going to hear from the uh, Missouri Valley Conference Tournament champion Lady Bears, who are going to the NCAA tournament this weekend in Ames, Iowa. I'll be up there um, covering that. It'll be should be a lot of fun. I don't think they they are capable. They are capable of beating the uh, Paul and then NCAA tournament. Anything can happen. The Paul's coming, kind, of, kind of a hot team right now, but anything can happen in the NCAA tournament. And the Lady Bears are deserving and should be pretty good for a long time. But uh, without further ado, here's the podcast. I'm joined here by Eric Blum of the Columbia Daily Tribune. You can follow him on Twitter at, at by Eric Blum. He covers high school sports in Columbia, which includes Rockbridge, which is now the favorite high school of Missouri State fans everywhere. The Bruins are coming off a state championship on Saturday, and the big three is headed to Springfield. Uh, Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Kind of still catching up on sleep, but uh, doing well. Yeah, I mean, just the exciting news. You had an exciting weekend covering Rockbridge uh, championships. The it was just your team clinching a championship for the first time, and then the next day, uh, Isaiah Mosley, the big domino yet to fall, decides to commit to Missouri State along with his two teammates. What were your first uh, impressions when that news broke? A little bit of shock, to be completely honest. Um, and then that's not a diss of Missouri State at all. It's it's that when you look at Isaiah your mind goes to one of the big six and at the end of the day, his talents, he's one of the best players in the state of Missouri really lent himself well to a huge conference that gets multiple NCAA tournament bids. Historically, the Missouri Valley conference is not that, but yet 
when you look at the other side, this, this move makes a lot of sense for him in terms of kind of the world around him. He's going with not only two teammates, but two of his best friends, two of his brothers in, in Dewan and Javante. And that means right away he's going to have a support system and be comfortable. And I think that's going to be a good thing for Missouri State fans. When you have a guy the caliber of Isaiah who really has only scratched the surface of what he can do in high school, you know, you're, you're going to see a lot more from him. And you're going to probably see as a chance – I would say he has a chance to be one of the better players in program history just straight off of his potential right now. I don't know if there's ever been a recruit like this that's come to Missouri State. Yeah, and did I see that you went on TV and said that he was going to play somewhere else? Yes, uh, so I had a TV appearance uh, with the ABC affiliate here uh, last night, and it actually got edited out of the show because an hour after we taped, he obviously committed to Missouri State. But I, uh, I was asked where the prediction was, where he was going to go. Missouri State was not in my top three. Um, I said three Big Ten schools as those three, because I think he's his style fits very well in that conference, and still does. But uh, I was wrong, and part of me thinks that uh, you know those schools would be calling and still might be calling. Um, but now that he's committed, um, I don't see him decommitting. I see that his loyalty to Dana Ford and more importantly, I think to his two best friends is the key factor here. And I think that it's still division one ball and it's still a, a place where, you know, he can kind of be a little bit of a bigger fish and a little bit of a smaller pond. So it was really that big of a shock for you. Yeah. I, I always thought maybe he just wanted to wait until after the season was over out of respect for his team. But I always thought, because of when Jamonte committed, I think I believe that was over the summer, the last summer, or a, a, he was the first of the three to commit. Yeah. And then Dewan committed, I think, in August or September. It would have been kind of dominoes falling one after the other after the other if he was going to go there. Um, I, I don't know if this was in that was made last night or on Saturday night, or this was made a couple months ago. And, and I, I don't know, but at the end of the day, it makes a lot of sense for him although his potential might be, you know, better than another school or a bigger school, yet, you know, Missouri State makes more sense the more I think about it. And I, I don't know why I never considered that as a major possibility for him. And you, you, you mentioned several times just scratching, the, just scratching his potential. Just what do yeah. you see that potential being now that he's at Missouri State? And he's already a special player. I've been able to see him a couple times. Like, that's a kid that probably could have started – or made big contributions for the Bears even this past season? Well, first off, when you have two guys, I mean, he spoke with DeJuan a little bit longer than Poe Jamonte. Uh, DeJuan and played together at Jefferson Middle School here in uh, Columbia, while Jamonte was their opponent uh, at Lang Middle School. But they played youth together and AAU together from, from Mocan out uh, of the Kansas City area. And But yet when you have that guy who you just know a little bit more where that pass is going to be, where they're defensively going to line up, just those tiny, tiny details that the trio seems to have down like the back of their hand. Uh, I, I think that those things are just going to make Isaiah a little bit more comfortable in the transition from playing at Rockbridge, where he's a huge fish and not that big of a pond, where the pond gets considerably bigger going to Division One college. I think that he, he he's going to dive in those first and be fine. Same with DeWan and Jamonte too. But Isaiah, I think, is the most college-ready player of the three right now. He plays a style that I think most coaches in the country would want on their team and help develop. Uh, he's going to get stronger. He's going to get maybe even a little bit bigger. Uh, he can turn into a real wing player for the Bears. I think that he can come in. I don't, I don't know what type of talent they have right now, but uh, or at least too well. But it seems like 
you know, they were already predicted to do pretty well next year in the Missouri Valley before before Isaiah committed. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that I don't know that there's a wins above wins above replacement stat for college basketball like Ken Palm does anything like that. But I'd like to see how much that needle moves even more in their favor now. There, there's not too many people out there that in the Missouri Valley Conference can come in day one and be like, wow, that's an Isaiah Mosley type of move. But yet Dana Fourier seemed to make that and has made a couple this offseason with these Rockbridge kids. Yes, they're teammates, but especially with DeWan and Isaiah, I think those are two of the 10 best players in this entire state. Yeah, can kind of break down Isaiah for us, uh, for the people that listening to this that might not have been able to see him, not watch the YouTube clips. You've been able to watch mm-hmm. him a lot more than I have and a lot of others. Uh, first off, incredibly clutch. Uh, 16 of 16 this past weekend at, at State and free throws, and including the last two points that helped secure the Rockbridge championship. Uh, he, he is a lengthy, lengthy guy, huge wingspan. So he can get to the basket and get shots off. Most people can't. And he can also get his mo- a lot of his rebounds. He just, you know, if, if he misses, he's just right in, the, right in good positions. He's, he's a smart basketball player because, he, yes, he, is, is he perfect? Is he fundamentally complete and, you know, does every little technical thing right now? But, he, but he's, like, so perfect in what his style is. It, it, it's a little, still a little raw. It, it's... Not it, it's just the Isaiah style is really what it is. Of he knows what he does incredibly well and sticks to it and makes sure that he asserts that in every game he plays. He can shoot the three incredibly well. He loves to drive the basket. He's one of the better in-game dunkers I've seen at the high school level. Uh, and plus, he's a great defender who doesn't mind banging bodies on the inside. With he makes six five with like six nine sometimes. So I could he he really. Sometimes it's a jack-of-all-trade, but the master of a few things, not a master of none. So I think that him and Dewan and Jamonte combined, when they get going, that's an avalanche that's hard to stop. Mm-hmm. So if they can get in the lineup at the same time, especially if they get you know some, some chemistry with some teammates down there in Springfield, it's a dangerous combination. It really is. Yeah, and just uh, just moving over to Dewan a little bit. That's been that's probably been my favorite player to watch. I don't know. I, I wouldn't put him above Isaiah and the potential the, the, when you're ranking them, but that's been he's he does. I can't believe just the amount of schools that were looking at him and how early he was able to commit to Missouri State because he's he seems like a special point guard that's going to be able to maybe even push for a starting spot year one for Missouri State or even. Uh, He's going to contribute next year, if, from what I see. Just what is what is Missouri State getting in Dewan? They're getting probably IQ wise the smartest basketball player on Rockbridge, if not the smartest basketball player in Columbia. Um, he just can pass it in any single direction. He can do things that some point guards really can't do. He's he's incredibly quick. He's a an aggressive defender, and I'm, I, I know you saw in the title game on Saturday. Sometimes he's too aggressive. But when he finds that balance of not committing a foul but putting a, just a huge pestering-type pressure on a lot of the other team's best players, he can get steals and he can turn turn games into track meets, which is exactly where he likes it. Um, he's, he, he can shoot the three, but he's not up. I'd, I'd probably rank him up the frock, which gets the third best from the perimeter, Jamonte being one, Isaiah to him three. Uh, but yet he, he can distribute the ball incredibly well. I, I'd say 99 well, probably a little less than that. 90% of the alley-oops Rockbridge had this season came off of his hands and somebody else dunked it. Um, 
just an incredible, an, an incredible basketball player. He really is. He's a guy, not to the extent that Isaiah is, but when we were looking at the offers that he had, it really is a credit to Dana Ford that he's really willing to get these guys in here. You know, at the end of the day, going to college is a huge decision. You really need to look out for yourself. So the fact that he was able to keep this trio together and think that it was the best decision individually for each of the three of them, regardless of them being a team together, I think shows a lot of promise about how Dana Ford and his staff are, are able to recruit and what kind of Springfield has momentum-wise going because you guys do have really great facilities. Are they as out there as a school like Missouri? No, they're not because you know Missouri plays in the SEC and played in the Big 12 compared to the Missouri Valley, but yet it's these type of players that they can get that – can make an NCAA tournament run, really. I mean, what's so different about Missouri State and that roster right now than what Loyola Chicago had last year? I'm not that sure. Yeah. Um, do you think if DeWan maybe, like, held out a little longer that he could have gotten some big, bigger schools? Yeah. Same with Isaiah. Absolutely. Probably same with Jumante. All three. Yes. Absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt with Isaiah. A little less with uh, DeWan, but because he's just looking at what some of the film I saw on him last summer – and he was playing some really experienced point guards and running through them all. Uh, Isaiah is, I mean, when, the, when you make the argument as to who the best player in the state is, that comes down to three names. Caleb Love, who's a junior who's going to go somewhere huge in 2020. And then Mario McKinney, who's a four-star guy out of St. Louis, going to Mizzou. And then Isaiah Mosley. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. These are probably all three but especially Isaiah guys that could have gone to bigger schools and the power six, but are now heading to Springfield. So I think that it's not a steal because, you know, Dana Ford obviously has been interested in them for a while, but it, it's an absolute coup. It's a great get for this recruiting class. I mean, how often do you see for a division one program, three players who are all deserving from the same class and same team go to the same place. Mm-hmm. It's a rare opportunity to see some really exciting things in Springfield. Yeah, a little more on Jamonte. I uh, uh-huh. I was able to only see a few games, and there's only one ball to go around to these three stars. And Jamonte, the games that I was at, he wasn't the one getting the ball. But I'm sure he'd be, be- the best player on 99% of the other schools in the state. Just uh, just what do you like about Jamonte's game, and uh, what, what, what haven't I been able to see and what haven't my listeners been able to see? When Jamonte is able to hit from three, and he can hit over and over and over again. That's he, He's one of the better three-point shooters I've seen. Um, his ability to kind of just get in that rhythm. You know, he had a game earlier this year where he hit eight threes, and they pulled him in like the middle of the third quarter. So it could have been probably 12. Um, he, he's still got a couple of things more to fill out his game. I, I, if I had to rank, and I, Jamon, I'm really picking at straws here, but if I had to pick who's most ready for Missouri State right now, Jamonte would be third of the three, but Jamonte also has an incredibly high ceiling where at times this year, he was Rockbridge's best player. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a stretch for about six or seven games where he didn't get in foul trouble. He was made maybe not, didn't turn over the ball that much at all. Had several assists. He's a good passer, not a great passer, but was lethal from long range and from three. Just when, when he's hitting, he can shoot lights out with the best of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just uh, just how excited should Bears fans be? Uh, you've got you've gotten to watch them a lot, and just uh, about these kids, just uh, who they are as individuals. Just how excited should MS, MSU fans be? On a scale of one to ten, I'd say twelve. All right, 
<laughs> they they are great basketball players, great guys. They they treat the media really well. Uh, they're just they're just, they're just they're just good guys and good basketball players. And I think that give uh, there might be some growing pains. Everybody goes to them going to college. Most people do. But maybe two years from now, this could be a trio that makes a huge difference in the Missouri State basketball program. I think that if Dana Ford didn't see that potential in them, that he never would have offered them. So I, I think that you know, this is going to be a really interesting trio to watch because their names are pretty much going to be all connected for the rest of their basketball careers now. Not only high school-wise, but now going into Division One. I. I mean, what were you, when you hear Isaiah Mosley, you know, the names Jamonte Black and Dewan Harris are going to be kind of close behind. Not quite to the scale, obviously, like Jordan, Rodman, and Pippen, but, you know, similar-esque. <laughs> You know, attachment. Not quite there. But that... not, qu- not, not quite the greatest trio of all time. Yet. I'm not there. Although, although, if you talk to them, they might see that as a potential thing in the future. But, <laughs> you know, they are confident. I'll give you that. They are confident, but most of the time they back it up. I love Dewan saying, I asked him, more championships to JQH? And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And his coach was like, yep, he believes that one. But, uh, I think I think people are going to want to run through a wall after hearing all this, but I'm going to let you go. Um, thank, I appreciate that. Thank you for your time. But, uh, yeah, that was Eric Blum with the Columbia Daily Tribune. You can follow him at, uh, at by Eric Blum. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Monday was a weird day across the country with the NCAA bracket accidentally being leaked. Um, didn't really know how to react to it. We they kind of pre-wrote some stuff saying okay they might be playing at Ames and kind of when they decided to say that the uh, stuff like the stuff was being moved around we decided to just run with it and we kind of confirmed it by saying that it was accidentally linked through the PR and everything so yep they're playing at Ames playing DePaul and DePaul's beatable by the Lady Bears the Lady Bears are. Kind of on fire. DePaul's kind of on fire, so it should be a good one. Um, I'm going to be playing a couple clips for you from the girls right here. Um, Kelly Harper, Daniel Gitson. It's, it's pretty exciting. I sent out a group message this afternoon when it was all going down. Just, what was the, How did that all start, and what was your first reaction? Oh, my, my first reaction was um, my bubble just got burst, you know, I'm the – the excitement and the anticipation of finding out who you're playing, seeing your name on the board, finding out when you're playing, where you're going, it's part of the experience. So, you know, obviously we were really disappointed that uh, things got changed, you know, that the error was made. And But I'm really glad that we were able to continue to have a party for the players and, and give them the experience as best we could. Is it still real excitement, though, right there when they saw their name to kind of... I think so. I, several of the players had not actually seen our name go across the board. They didn't get to actually see the show because it came on so quick. And although they knew who we were playing, still it's pretty cool to see your name come up there. And uh, I think that was genuine excitement. How nice was it to be able to share that with so many people here who were probably just driving down last night after watching you guys win? Well, we had we had a good crowd there, but not everybody can make the trip to Moline. And that's why I was really hoping we could continue to have this party for the people that not only came to Moline who still want to party with us, 
<laughs> but also the people that couldn't, you know, so they could come in and celebrate and really honor this team for what they were able to accomplish. This is a team that seems like it's full of confidence. The players have all said that they feel great. How do you kind of use that to your advantage and make sure that they stay focused because come Saturday you go for the game, right? We do. We'll play. We're still playing. It's so exciting. I think the thing with them is um, – I think they've been so locked in and so focused for so long. This is now their their minds get a break, their bodies get a break, and then I think they can go right back there. Like that's going to be our message to them, getting them right back in that mode where we just left. Overall, I mean, did this, does it bum me out at all today? I mean, I know it's still exciting, but does it bum me out a little bit? It, it did. It did. You know, uh, it did for me. Uh-huh. I, actually, my, my brother is assistant coach at Radford. He's also in the NCAA tournament. And so we've been sharing this these moments together. Ooh, who do you think you're playing? What if we meet in the Final Four? You know, like, we've been coming up with all kinds of scenarios. And he's actually the one that, that broke the news to me. And, um, you know, so it was, it, was, it was disappointing, kind of a big bummer. But, you know, you can't – the thing you can't take away is the fact that we're in it and we're excited about it and – um, moving forward now, I, and I'm, I think this went really well. I think the, the celebration went really well. I thought it was honestly perfect uh, given the circumstances. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens now. Did you take a spot away from Lady Vols? Lady Vols got in. Oh, they did. Lady Vols <laughs> got in. So we didn't, yeah, we didn't take a spot from Lady Vols. So good for Vol Nation. Lucky Where, you. Where's your brother at? My I'm brother's afraid. assistant at Radford. Where's he at in the bracket? Uh, where's he at? Um, they're at Maryland. They're a 14 seed plant at Maryland. So we had decided if, if we could possibly, if we if they were 14 and we were at 11, we could be going to the same place, and then my mom was going to have major problems if we both won the first game. So if we're, we were, oh, we were, we had all these scenarios figured out today. When he told you, did you consider not telling the players right away? Or I knew they would know. So, so I just, and when, when there was an announcement made um, that they were going to go ahead and have a show earlier, then we, we went ahead and made sure that they knew it was on. I didn't actually tell them who they were playing, but they knew. Well, by the time we got here to the gym to meet with them, they already knew who, where, when. They, they knew more than I did, honestly, when I got here. Social media, right? Uh, they're they're the social media gurus. It's still memorable, isn't it? It's just uh, it's kind of different. It's different, so it will be memorable. You know, this one's definitely going to stand out um, from all the, the other NCAA tournaments that I've been in. So um, it's unique. That's for sure. But uh, the players will still remember it as something very special. And another big game going on in town tonight, more uh, women's basketball over at Drury. Just the how how special is this area and women's basketball right now, especially high schools too? Well, I think it's really cool. I think this, this area, I've always said Springfield loves sports. Uh, I mean, you guys know and, and us being in this field, it's a great place to be involved with sports. And, you know, right now with basketball being so hot, men's basketball, women's basketball, and, and different schools, uh, Missouri State Andrew and, you know, other other high school, just everything has been really fun this year, a lot of excitement. And I think that – I think excitement breeds excitement, you know, and I think it's, I think it's good for our community. About this whole bracket disaster. Well, I did find out earlier. Um, gonna be honest, I saw it on Twitter. Um, Liza Fruin, actually, a former Lady Bear, she actually sent it to me. Uh, and so, it is what it is. That's all. It is what it is. What happened? Happened after that? I mean, 
I kept to myself, I guess. I don't know. I didn't want to ruin the whole experience for my younger um, teammates who hadn't experienced it yet. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we all saw it. We all kind of were excited. We wanted to find out, and it is what it is. How's it kind of compare to your first one? Um, it's definitely a little different, but overall, we're just really excited to get the opportunity to continue to play and put on our dancing shoes and go to the big dance. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a little bit unfortunate, but again, we're just we're so excited to continue to play. How much fun has it been watching some of the younger girls in this team grow from day one till now? Oh, yeah, it's it's been definitely an amazing experience, especially being on kind of the other side of it, just being older and having gone through um, four years of being a lady bear. Uh, if you told a couple of them at the start of this that we'd be here right now, I definitely guarantee they probably would have laughed in your face. So um, it's been cool to see them grow and continue just to work hard and get better. What if we told you? I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. From the get-go, from the start, from the get-go, um, I, this was like the main goal. Um, my last year, I wanted, this is what I wanted, and I wanted it a little bit selfishly for myself, but I wanted it for my younger teammates in order to just experience what it's like to go to the big dance. And you could have told me, oh, it's not going to happen. I did not care. I was going to do what it took to um, get us here and accomplish this goal. Now that you got this goal, moving on to a new one to try to win a couple yeah. games, just uh, how's it going to be moving on to that? Oh, yeah. Um, we're definitely excited. We're definitely not done playing basketball. We want to... Um, win as many games as possible to survive in advance and I think this is going to be a very good opportunity opportunity for us to just continue to improve um, ourselves and what we can bring to the table and I guess it's last go around for me but then for them to take it to next year and the continuing um, years of um, the Lady Bear program. Did you look at DePaul at all? The what? Did you look at DePaul at all? I don't know. So. <laughs> I don't really have anything to say. How about just like the way you guys made it here? It's not like you got lucky. You guys dominated the last two games. I mean, how confident is this group of kids? Of uh, kids? Yeah, seriously. I'm like old. I'm like the outlier. I bring like the average age up like a couple years. Um, but no, we were we went into the tournament very determined for sure. And um, especially in the well, okay. before we got to the last game, we were like, you know what, one game at a time, we cannot look for the championship game. We have to respect each of the teams in the Valley. Um, no matter what, if you don't show up, um, it's going to be a tough game. Um, everyone's coming to compete. And so just taking each game at a time and focusing on what we needed to do and what we needed to bring to the table was definitely um, the biggest thing for us. And, yeah, we were just very determined from – 40 minutes. It was 40 minutes of focus. That's all we kept saying. And just having energy, focus, playing our game, doing what we could do was definitely the key to our success. How much, like, swag are you guys walking around on campus today? Well, okay, normally we're not really supposed to wear hats, um, but we were all wearing hats. We are all wearing our shirts. We were walking around, like, I mean, we're kind of a big deal, not going to lie. Um, but it's just definitely exciting, and we're all just kind of soaking it in, so it's definitely a fun time. Each year, I like to have a tournament of a uh, bracket of random. I have my Twitter followers send me random things, and I throw it in a bracket after I put it through some random uh, bracketify or random uh, random.org things. So it's completely random. I didn't touch anything. Um, this is just based on random stuff. It's my second one. It's got a good amount of uh, submissions, and we had to leave some good ones out. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm here joined by Blaine Wheeler, who actually leaked the bracket to the public. And I'm not very happy with him, but we're going to do a, a, a bracketology show anyways. Blaine, how are you? Doing good. I'd say pretty good journalistic work for me. I've been looking forward to this for about uh, the greater part of the week. I know you do these, like you said, and refreshing the page tonight and happened to see it. Leaked it out, looked official, all checked off, and we did it out and went with it. So I guess I'm apologizing, but I guess you should have broke it first. Yeah, I'm not too happy with you, but uh, yeah, we're just gonna we can go round by round, and we're gonna pick our champion, our our random champion at the very end, and then you guys are able to go on. I'll be it'll be all over my Twitter, all over my Facebook. Uh, Blaine's already shared it out apparently, but uh, I guess here we go. Uh, the first round, the number one seed of the whole tournament is Dr Pepper, and it is taking on Star Trek. Dr Pepper. Uh... If you're, if you're picking a soda, it's Dr. Pepper. Not a big soda guy, more of a water guy. As you, what do you drink? You say I'm Lacroix. I like the I like the sparkling uh, orange goodness of it. Yeah, but if, like I said, if I'm picking a soda, it's Dr. Pepper. Star Trek. I always go from Star Trek and kind of compare it a little bit to if I'm going Star Trek, Star Wars. I pick Star Wars or Star Trek and. I just feel like it's not as not as widely known. The nice cold Dr. Pepper. That's true. I'm a, I like Star Trek, the new Star Trek movies, the Chris Pro, Chris Pine ones. But uh, yeah, we're, I'm fine with going Dr. Pepper. I remember it tasting good. I've yep. never tasted Star Trek. <laughs> Moving on, we have Foster Kittens versus White Crayons. Do you say it crayons or crayons? Crayons. Crowns. Cray- with like a, a crown, like with a W, that might be my country slang, I guess. But uh, I go crayon. Crayon? Crayons. Well, you say foster kittens. So does that mean you go up to the vet, get a kitten? Is that a foster kitten or do you got to go to the pound to get a foster kitten? I don't I was- know. I wouldn't take a kitten. I would. I would rather raise a whole herd of white crayons than kittens. I agree. What, can you, what do you have to, I guess, white crowns? It could be some blue light investigation. If you're trying to write a secret note or something, you could use a white crown on a white piece of paper. That's might be the most underrated crown in the crown book. Black pieces of paper. What are you going to write on with that? You're going to go with a white crayon. White crayon moves on. Yeah. Who uses a black piece of paper? I'm just saying. Twitter polls verse about Gary Clark Jr. versus Tuna Casserole. Blaine, do you have any clue who Gary Clark Jr. is? I'm currently Googling it. and You have no idea? I don't. You do have you? no idea. Nobody knows who Gary Clark Jr. is. Well, he is a singer, American musician, um, going on tour with Warner Bros., so must be more popular than we think. Huh. Tuna casserole, do you think that's popular? Is that popular in your... Tuna casserole, if that's the thing you have at Thanksgiving dinner and everybody passes on it and you take it home. Are we that's go- my tuna casserole. Are we going to go Gary Clark here then? I guess so. Ugh. Only thing he'll ever win. How much I hate tuna casserole. All right, moving on. We got Damaging Hail versus Bing. You know, the, the search that's not Google? Yeah. 
never used it. Maybe on a computer at a library or university. Yeah. But who uses Bing? Yeah, but damaging hail's not good either, but it's also better than Bing, probably. Nobody uses Bing. Rather have hail than Bing, right? Uh, if you're an auto shop owner, I'm going damaging hail. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. We're going hail. We're going to go Casper's versus holding a heavy box. Oof. Have you ever had Casper's? It's a Springfield diner. I have had it, and it is not open very frequently, but when it is, it's a good place to go. Do you know what's always open, though? The opportunity to hold a heavy box. <laughs> and we're going to go heavy box here. All right. All right. Giving credit to the other team is up against the James Brown funky jackhammer from Andy's. Ooh. That's a tough one. I th- giving credit to the other team is the. Uh, it's undefeated in my opinion. It's undefeated, but the James Brown funky jackhammer might be that team that comes and beats them. That's mm. a tough first round draw for giving credit so, to the other so team. If you're, if, if you're sitting in a interview room and a coach gives out the cliche of getting credit to the other team, would you rather be eating a James Brown funky jackhammer or would you rather hear giving credit to the other team? I think I'd rather eat the funky jackhammer, to be honest. That settles it. There we go. All right. Chicken and waffles against politicians. Chicken and waffles by a mile. Yeah, I'd go there. Chicken and waffles is... uh, um, I don't think I've ever had it, but I've never really interacted with too many uh, politicians. Tweeting nice anytime the number, uh, that's inappropriate, uh, against the Pontiac Grand Am. Did you know the Pontiac Grand Am is the first car I've ever had? That automatically should move it in. Do you know what happened to that car? Yeah, what'd you do, wreck it? No, I was sleeping. It was the night before my last high school football game because we, we got whooped the next day in the playoffs, but uh, I was sleeping and a girl was texting and driving on her way home, veered into my car, totaled it. It was in my front yard. I woke up and went and saw my car and totaled my front yard. Hidden runner. No, she got out. She actually went to my school. She apologized a couple days later. Apologized with the check through the insurance payment. Yep. That's how you do it. All right, moving on. I've moved the Pontiac Grand Am on, but uh, right we got right now we have the LeBron James kid. You know the one that goes LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James, and that's I'm going up against caffeine-free Dr. Pepper. So Dr. Pepper got in twice, and this one with the caffeine-free version. I have never seen a caffeine-free Dr. Pepper. Um, our friend Todd Golden from uh, from Indiana from Indiana State. Uh, right. He comes through Springfield and just buys boxes and boxes of caffeine-free Dr. Pepper because apparently we're the most accessible accessible place for him to get it. Huh. Well, LeBron James kid. And you can't pass is, on that kid. He's a he's a legend. He is a true legend. LeBron, LeBron James. Moving on, we got a Chandler Bing from Friends against a cherry limeade mimosa. Ooh. Chandler being from Friends is good in Friends. Yep. That's probably the best character, right? He probably is, yes. Cherry Limeade Mimosas, also good. But I think if you're having a mimosa, it's probably not going to be a Cherry Limeade, in my opinion. Oh. If it had been orange, 
orange drink in, in my opinion. So I would I have to go with Chandler Bing and Chandler Bing. What a great name, Chandler Bing, and he's he's got the last name Bing. Uh, we already discredited Bing as a internet search, but we're not going to we're not going to discredit as a last name. He moves on. He moves on. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes against finding a twenty dollar bill on the ground. You know, I'd much rather find twenty bucks on the ground. Yeah, yeah, but you found multiple millions of dollars in the draft in Patrick Mahomes. So you know my pick. This is obviously. The best quarterback in the NFL, the Chiefs franchise quarterback, the Lord of the Midwest, Patrick Mahomes. I would take Baker Mayfield, but I'd give you I'll give you Patrick Mahomes for for this round. All right. All right. Bissell vacuums against Dollar Tree. Bissell vacuums. If I'm getting a vacuum, Bissell is not my first search. What do you got? Dyson and you got the old school Oryx. You know your vacuums pretty well. I, I, I've never been vacuum shopping, but I've seen a few, I guess. I'm pretty impressed with your vacuum knowledge. I've seen a few Dollar Trees. Um, I don't really like to buy things from in there, though. I've, I've been in a few, and I just, I mean, there's nothing I'm going to live off of. But I'm a big bargain shopper. you big bar- Kind of a Springfield area. Got a few of them around here. I'm going Dollar Tree. Yeah, I'll give it to you because uh, I don't, I mean, vacuums, vacuums suck. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right, now we're going to go Odell Beckham Jr. against Twinkies. And I miss, apparently I misspelled Twinkies in the bracket. Twinkies. Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, he's he's a Brown now. He's, uh, he's one of the best in the league. But uh, Twinkies also has been a legend longer than Odell. And they're still going strong, and they can survive the zombie apocalypse. I was looking at this bracket before this, and this is my, I would say, hardest matchup. Throughout all 32, this is the toughest. Because, I mean, we're, we're kids. We're, we're, we're still young enough to where we can find Odell Beckham Jr. cool. Yeah. But we all like Twinkies. Flip a coin. Flip a coin? I don't have a coin on me. Let's tell Google. Tell Heads me. is Odell. Tails is Twinkies. And it is Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. That's random. It works. Gotta love the the dances. He's gonna be great with Baker Mayfield. He's yep. gonna, his I think his personality and all the hate surrounding him is gonna die down once Baker and him mesh. I think that's the best offense in football. Oh, stop it. We already been there with the Lord of the Midwest and Patrick Mahomes. Just don't bring me up on that one, Wyatt. Browns, baby. All right, moving on. That feeling when you wake up in the middle of the night, check the time, and realize that you still have a couple of hours of sleep against a large walkie-talkie. A large walkie-talkie reminds me of the school bus line or – you know, after school or even a police officer, just not great memories of a large walkie-talkie. When you wake up in the middle of the night, two hours left, and you know you got to sleep, that's undefeated. Yeah, but I appreciate the randomness of somebody saying a large walkie-talkie. True. It's just like, what made you think of that? Like, that's I, there's a lot of these where you think about it, but it's like, that's a, that's a large walkie-talkie. What are you thinking of that's that for? A, that's a great point. 
Uh, it's toss up then for me. You, your pick. I think I'm going to move on large walkie talkie because I respect it. All right. I like the sleep, but I like Great. the I like the walkie talkie. That is creativity. You know, you know, Naps won last year's random bracket. Ooh. Well, I'll, we'll get to what might win this one here a little bit. Well, next we got otters going up against pretending to be asleep so your parents won't make you do your chores. So another uh, another uh, sleeping thing. This one is a true art. I, I think it should be credited here with acting asleep. It's hard to do, but if you can do it well, you got some... You got some things going your way when you're a child. So that one is me. If if I'm picking, it's definitely the, the fake sleep. Yep, I like it, and I, I, I respect it. Yep. Moving on, we got honey mustard against pumpkin. Mm. You a big honey mustard guy? You know, I'm a big barbecue sauce guy. Bear sauce, very good as well. Chick-fil-A sauce. So honey mustard's down the line for me. Uh, I think it's overrated. Ooh, I, I go buffalo is what I go. Now that's a good pick, too. I don't, so like, one. I don't like mustardy things. Yeah. But do we like pumpkin enough? I love carving a pumpkin, making a pumpkin, something of that. You know, Let's football see. season around the area, in the air. Pumpkins, they're versatile, so we're going to go pumpkins. Very versatile. All right, air walks against sleeping. So sleeping naps and people weren't very random this year. Air walks. I don't even, I've never seen those shoes. Is that like a knockoff van or and that's what it looks like to me? Yeah. Sleeping is got to have your sleep. Yeah. I'll go sleep. Cause I'm looking forward to sleeping tonight. <laughs> You've been working. huh? I think I have a feeling I know where you're going with this next one, but we're it, cream pie is going up against Ryan Kreklow shots from 40, 40 feet. Uh, it's definitely the Ryan Kreklow shots from 40 feet. What makes you like that so much? I, I don't know. Why not? I think he just pulls up, and, and when, he, when he's on it, he's on it. He had a few of those games this year, which is like he could not miss. That, that's a pure shooter pulling up with confidence. Put him in the next round. Ryan Kreklow moves on. Participation medals against an old Pac-Man game. Old Pac-Man game by a mile. Participation medals, and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this or that are using this bracket can get very uh, touchy about the participation medal subject. So not with the controversy in it. I love an old Pac-Man game, love an arcade. My pick, old Pac-Man. I like Uh, Pac-Man. Participation medals are... uh... Controversial. Uh, not moving on, we got uh, gingers, gingers against Meow. Um, it did not make me happy when I saw that Gingers was nominated. <laughs> um, and what, Meow is uh, Meow's Meow. Yeah, we passed on the cat earlier. Got to pass on the cat again. Just <laughs> Gingers, I thought would be an easy first round bounce. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are. First- a lot of people are going to bounce it just because, just to spite me, I believe. I think it's the opposite. I think they're going to move it forward and maybe quite a few upsets just to get under your skin. Yeah, a bit. we'll see. We'll see how that does. Uh, uh, GLVC reprimands against Crowlers. <laughs> oh, this one's a tough one too. 
Crowlers, as you as you probably know, Springfield Brewing Company uh, does these refillables, close the cap, and then the GLVC reprimand. That was uh, controversial. You never want to get one of those. A reprimand. I've never been reprimanded before. Don't say that. Knock on the table. Knock on wood for that. I don't know. Like, what is it? Is it just like a strongly worded letter, or what happens? Uh, maybe is is it a suspension, or is it a just a slap on the wrist? Or yeah, it's it... like a reprimand. I don't know. Reprimand. We're googling it. <laughs> reprimand. A rebuke, especially an official one. What? So an official that means it's suspension. Uh, I think it's just the. I don't know. Scolding. There's a, there's a scolding is in there as a synonym. Sometimes you be reprimanded. I would never want to be reprimanded by the GLVC. Probably has to happen. To, if you have too many crowlers, you might be a due for a reprimand. Ooh. So what moves on? It's like a tie. <laughs> flip another coin flip here. Flip another coin. Here we go. All right. Heads is top, bottom is tails is bottom, and we have heads, so reprimand. Reprimands move on. That's a that's controversial. One crazy summer is now taking on heated seats. I sat in a heated seat a couple like I think it was last two weeks ago, and I hated it. You have to you, you if you keep it on all the way high and you don't notice it for very long, it can hit you quick. I but hate it. On a cold day, a heated seat is undefeated. I think it should be cool it cooled seats because nothing's worse than sitting in a hot seat in the summer. I'm fine with sitting in a cold in a rock rock solid cold seat, but in the in the worst part of winter, leather seats cold. I don't know. One crazy summer, never seen it, so I don't have much to say. Yeah, but it's random. I've never heard of it before. Sounds pretty good. But you wouldn't want a heated seat in the summer. So, one crazy summer. One crazy summer. It would be kind of crazy to have heated seats in the summer. Yeah, I guess you're right. All right. Target's now taking on the spice without the pumpkin, whatever that means. The spice without the pumpkin. That's how it was submitted to me. That's how I wrote it in. Pumpkin spice. Without without the the pumpkin. We've already moved on pumpkin. Yeah, so Target? Big Target guy. Target is underrated. I think Walmart overrated. Target, I think it's a little bit of a nicer. I guess it's even nicer Walmart. Yeah, Target. I love mm. Target. Target moving on. Usually has a Starbucks too, or some kind of pizza you can pick up. So moves on. Chocolate milk is now taking on government inspected cheese. That's that just that's a smelly lineup right there. Uh, you, I, I'm moving on Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy, if you ever want to sponsor this podcast, I'm here for you. And Highland Dairy's chocolate milk, as I will say, undefeated. That Defe- moves on. Highland Dairy. Now, I'm sure you get these. I know I get these long facial hairs that seem to grow a couple inches overnight. Yes. Like, I don't understand how it works, but it happens. It does, and it hits it. Just where'd that come from? Yeah. Dryer, something avoidable. Can clean out dryer lint every time you do it, but if you don't do it, 
Oh, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go with the hair that grows a couple inches. And sometimes it ends up in your belly button, and that also confuses me. And who likes to clean off dryer lint from their clothes? That's just one of the worst things, really, ever. Yeah, toasted coconut flakes against Rick Jester. Do you know Rick Jester? Rick Jester. Tell me more. He's the voice of uh, the Bass Pro Tournament of Champions. Oh, yes. Rick Jester. Absolutely have to move Rick Jester forward. I cracked a couple jokes during the Tournament of Champions that you, you kind of turn your head a little bit, but I feel like he makes it more comfortable, more of a homey Ozark feel. Rick Jester's great. He's got a good voice. Absolutely great. And toasted coconut flakes I've never had before. Yeah. Rick Jester, moving Rick, on. By a mile. Slayer is taking on the uh, five-second rule. Big advocate for the five-second rule. I will say. I believe this is Slayer's second year in the tournament, and I think it was submitted by the same person for the second year in a row. Slayer is... I don't have much say on it. I I guess it's good music, if you like that kind of music, but... I don't know if I could name a single song, but I have eaten off the floor. Yeah, who hasn't? Who hasn't used the five-second rule? Yeah. Yeah. Rain boots against wind. Now, rain boots don't help you against wind, but they can help you with things that come with wind. But I haven't worn rain boots, I don't know, ever. And, I but I, but nobody likes nobody likes wind. It messes up your hair. I also heard that the earth, the wind, is dying more than 25% since 1970. Fun fact. I'm, I don't even understand oh. wind. Wind is like a mystical creature. It's going away. Maybe rain boots going away. I don't, I don't see very many of them often. So rain boots never die. All right. Corny the corn belter against Corgis or Corgi. How do you say that? Corgi? Corgi? Corgi's a little small. I don't like, I call small dogs ankle biters. Well, ah, that's good. That's a good point. And ankle biters, you never like that. A good mascot and Corny the corn belter. Uh, gotta love a good mascot. Love a mascot. I would drop kick one of those dogs. Just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I wouldn't drop kick a dog. But Corny the Corn Builder is moving on. He looks pretty cool. Tattoos against the Gateway Arch. Now, if you know me, yeah. I am a big advocate against the Gateway Arch. I think it's overrated. I think it's overrated as well. And if you've ever been in the top, which I haven't, I've heard... And if there is wind, like we mentioned earlier, can pretty uneasy. Gateway Arch, I mean, what made you build it? Mm, yeah, it's just like, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but tattoos, I mean, you can get a tattoo of anything. You get a tattoo of the Gateway Arch if you want. You can get a tattoo of any other cooler thing on the planet. So uh, we'll go tattoos. Go tattoos. Dog poots against sweet tea. Oof. I don't like a dog poot. Sweet tea, I'm already sweet enough the way it is. I like my tea unsweet. Ooh, so you and you don't do you prefer it over dog poots though? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> sweet tea it is. <laughs> uh ring-tailed lemurs against baked beans. I don't remember seeing a lemur when we went to the zoo last week. 
I didn't either. I don't remember seeing baked beans either. They can sit a guy, big advocate for some barbecue baked beans. So I don't like beans, oh. but I would never want to cross cross paths with a lemur. Don't give a dog beans, might give it some dog beans. Mm, that's a good point. All right, we're actually in the round of thirty-two now. We're actually uh, we're actually moving uh, moving swiftly here, and we're getting yeah. We'll get we'll get we'll get there soon. But uh, Doctor Pepper is now taking on White Crayons. That's that's tough. Uh, we're, I think we're going to get into some tough matchups. Yeah, here. we're going to there's there's some good ones here. White crowns, Doctor Pepper. White crayons. Doc- white crowns. I mean, uh, like you said, kind of like the walkie-talkie thing. Very unusual. Very out of the blue to pick a white crown. And we had two Doctor Pepper themed suggestions. We did. So, Dr. Pepper, I guess, overrated in the submission aspect. Love Dr. Pepper. Nobody's, only right. one person suggested any type of crayon, and this one's white. So, white yeah. crayons. Sweet 16. Twitter polls about Gary Clark Jr., who nobody knows about, and damaging hail. Hmm. Two, uh, this is like an 11 seed and a, you know, a low-seeded matchup here. Both not very good teams. Both probably going to get beat by white crowns in the next round, and we know it. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I think Damaging Hail. I think so, too. That surprises me. Damaging Hail is not good, but neither is uh, neither is something that nobody knows about. So we're going to go Damaging Hail. Okay, holding a heavy box against a James Brown funky jackhammer. Got to go with the Brown funky jackhammer. If you're asking me, Andy's, I'm a big guy for the Springfield thing, you know? Uh, I like I like the Andy's move. Yeah, I'm going to go Andy's holding a heavy box. I mean, I would, I would like to hold a heavy box full of James Brown funky hit jackhammers. Very true. Chicken and waffles against the Pontiac Grand Am. Pontiac Grand Am, given your history, given how many I've seen, and given just, you know, how many high schoolers have had a Pontiac Grand Am was their first car. A lot of memories in a Pontiac, so. That was a good car. I miss it, and it's going to, I'm not going to miss it in the next round because it's moving on. Yeah. LeBron James, kid, against Chandler Bing. LeBron James. LeBron James. I mean, how, how many times have you said that, heard that? You got to go with LeBron James here again. Um, and here's here's a tough one. Dollar Tree is taking on an overrated quarterback named Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is worth every Dollar Tree franchise in Springfield. I think you could actually buy Patrick Mahomes' talent at a Dollar Tree. Uh, <laughs> I think you could buy his fingernail clippings at a Dollar Tree. That'd be weird, but uh, I guess we'll move it. We'll move him on. Try to pick the cheapest thing on it. I don't know. Yeah. Large, has to move on here. Large walkie-talkie against Odell Beckham Jr. Large walk. Odell Beckham Jr. likes to talk. A large walkie-talkie. Uh, can't really can't really say no again to that thing. Uh, 
large walkie-talkie is moving on. Uh, pretending to be asleep so your parents won't do won't make you do your chores is it going up against a pumpkin? I will keep. I will continue to be an advocate for pretending to be asleep. That's a good point. Uh, pumpkin versatile, but pretending to be asleep can get you away from doing a lot nope. of things. Yeah, it gets you away from going to the pumpkin patch if you don't want to go. Uh, we're going to take a quick time out here um, before uh, before I get clocked out on this uh, uh, what's this anchor thing. And then uh, be right back. Just a second. The Wyatt Wheeler podcast does not have any sponsors. And we're back. We are here in the round of 32. I guess it took us 30 minutes to get through a lot of things, but uh, that's, that's just, that's what this is all about. But uh, right now we're in the round of 32 and I know where Blaine's going here because he likes to sleep, but he also likes Ryan Cracklow shots from 40 deep, 40 feet deep. I, I think uh, Ryan Kreklow shots from 40 feet deep are my call. I think you're going to see a Kyle Guy shots from 40 feet deep in the NCAA tournament, name drop. Uh, but sleeping, you don't want to sleep on a, a deep ball. When, when you're sleeping and dreaming, you might be thinking, you might be dreaming of a Ryan Kreklow shot from 40 feet. You might. That's, that's a good call. He can he can shoot forty feet shots in his sleep. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> An old Pac Man game going up against gingers. I'm going gingers here. You're going gingers. Yep, that's all. That's all for you, buddy. Sweet sixteen gingers. All right. Well, this one won by a uh, flip of the coin. Uh, GLVC reprimands, which nobody wants to get because they are scary, going up against one crazy summer. GLVC reprimands is my winner solely because of the great debate we had against Crowlers and them. Yep. They came in the second round, but on another good showing, I think they I think they beat one crazy summer. But it's, it's probably one crazy game if they two play. It's a gritty. It's a gritty uh, topic. Uh, great guard play, veteran uh, experience. Uh, GLVC, GLVC reprimands. Moving on. Uh, Going to be Ta- some reprimands in that one crazy game. That's true. Target against chocolate milk is the next one. Chocolate milk is undefeated. It's my favorite thing on this whole bracket, other than possibly because I can't. I can't reveal it now. But I mean, getting the cold one from. Casey's and opening it and feeling that Highland chocolate milk is so good. No, you love that. I love it. I haven't had it in a while. I started drinking a little more white milk, which is kind of weird. Okay. But uh, it's been really good. I mean, if I don't think there's a lot better than something after a workout or something, a uh, freezing cold white milk chug for, straight from the straight from the carton. Yeah, mm-hmm. and fun fact. Chocolate milk after a workout is proven to be one of the best protein additives, one of the best recoveries you can get. So I've seen that science. Yeah, I'm not, not going to have Target after. I'm not going to drink Target after a uh, workout. Yeah, let's go chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Long facial hairs that seem to grow a couple inches overnight is going up against Rick Jester. Rick Jester. I wonder if they're, they're see, I wonder if he's had those uh, facial hairs grow out of his mustache overnight. 
I'm sure he has a couple extra ones that might go down a little too far on the lip. Make it a little bit itchy, but Rick Jester would clip them off in a jiffy. Mm. Those are no problem to the veteran. Mm, that's true. The five-second rule is going up against rain boots. I think this one's easy here. The five-second rule, widely known, widely used. Mm. Kind of like rain boots. Well, I guess playing in the rain as a kid with rain boots is widely known and wisely used. Yeah, but you would never use the five-second rule while using rain boots, you know, because it's raining. You're not going to eat food off the ground in the rain. Uh, nothing worse than soggy food. Like uh, soggy food just like uh, uh, biscuits and gravy. I don't like chicken and waffles. Uh, Corny the Corn Belter going up against Tattoos. This picture of Corny the Corn Belter looks like I would be scared of his, him as a child. But as I grow older, I respect the way this guy looks. I mean, he's he looks like a corn stalk in a mask. That's a great mascot. Move him on for my – that's my – Would you get a tattoo of him? That might be one of my first picks. That's a good point. Moves on. Sweet tea, baked beans. I don't like it either. I wouldn't eat either. Or, I mean, drink sweet tea. I'm not going to eat sweet tea. I love both of them. And mm. I think, see, they're such opposites. If you're eating baked beans, it would be a sweet tea would be great to have. Mm. Mm. Is, this, is this a coin flip? I think it's a coin flip for you because I do not want either. All right. Top is heads, bottom is tails, and we have tails. Baked beans moves on. Ooh. All right. Sweet 16 time. White crayons is going up against damaging hail. I think you called it from the last one. We're going white crayons here. Yep, I agree. I think I think that was the Elite Eight worthy. Uh, James Brown, Funky Jackhammer, Pontiac, Grand Am. I'm going to leave this one up to you because of your tie to Pontiac Grand Am. I love Andy's and the Funky Jackhammer, but I, I think this is your pick. I would drive my Pontiac Grand Am to get a James Brownie Funky Jackhammer. So I go James Brown. All right. I have, I have a new car. I'm a grown man. I bought my own car. There you go. Moving on. All right. LeBron James, kid, is going up against Patrick Mahomes. See this now that now that these are now moving on. This is the toughest Sweet Sixteen. This match. is a tough one. Uh, Patrick I mean, Mahomes lit the internet on fire. The LeBron James kid lit the internet on fire. Ooh, two very very popular people. LeBron but, James kid's been doing it longer, you know. Now he he uh, kind of died off. You think he's died off? I. He will never get old, but he is never going to be as big as he once was. Patrick Mahomes will always be as big as Patrick Mahomes is in the NFL. That's a, that's a bold statement. Uh, it's a very bold statement. I think LeBron it, James' kid is more Super Bowls. Uh, I think it's the same there. That's pretty hard for me to say. Mm. That, that one hurt, Wyatt. Mm. More AFC championships? That one hurt. I think it's a coin flip. Sorry. Oh, do it to me. Sorry. Here we go. Heads is LeBron James. Tails is Patrick Mahomes. And we have heads. LeBron James kid defeats Patrick Mahomes. 
my. Patrick Mahomes goes out a little too early again. Can't win the championship. Um, large walkie-talkie against pretending to be asleep <laughs> so your parents won't <laughs> make you do your chores. Um, this one. He, hmm. Now, now, if you're pretending to be asleep and you have a walkie-talkie next to your bed, you could you could execute the pretending to be asleep quite a bit better. It's, it's kind of like uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, it is. So I don't know. I, I, they both play to each other, but I think the first reason for you to use both at the same time would be pretending to be asleep. Walkie-talkie would be an extra. So no, pretending to be asleep can move on then. It does. I like that. All right, here we go. Ryan Cracklow shots from 40 feet. He gets gingers. Gingers. You're taking gingers over uh, Ryan Cracklow? Oh, yeah. Because how many times have you heard a ginger, ginger joke to you, to anybody around? It's, it's, we got to get this going around the Springfield area. Gingers needs to start winning. Making a comeback. All right, I'm down for it. GLVC Reprimands is taking on Chocolate Milk. Mm, tough one. And reprimands has kind of been, I mean, they had the first round, and then they came out, they had the first round, it was close. The second round, they came out and blew them out, but Chocolate Milk's been consistent. Chocolate Milk is a one seed, a, a powerhouse, a Zion Williamson in this tournament. But sometimes it gets spoiled, you know? Yeah, and sometimes it blows a shoe. It might blow a carton. Sometimes you buy it and it's spoiled. Well, check the date. No, I mean, sometimes you buy it and it's not good. It's like spoiled. It even Just got a little too warm? Maybe. Yeah. Well, <sighs> chocolate milk is... It's better than getting reprimanded. Yes, it is. I think we'll... I don't think, I don't think GLVC reprimands can spoil chocolate milk's day. Agreed. Rick Jester against the five-second rule. I think uh, I think Rick Jester calling a five second rule would be a great listen. A <laughs> one, a, a five count of Rick Jester with a five second rule would be pretty undefeated. And I think Rick Jester would make the five second rule better. Therefore, Rick Jester is my. Move. I'd want to hear it. I I think we'll move him on just because of the potential there. Corny the Corn Belter is taking on baked beans. Hmm. I feel like Corny the Corn Belter has a uh, pretty large stomach there and could put down a lot of baked beans. Yeah, I think I wouldn't eat. I don't eat corn. Do you know that? Interesting. I don't eat anything. What? Hmm. What, do you not get corn? I say a Moe's with your with your burrito or with your bowl or anything. Mm, like nope. I'll go uh, Moe's. I get a large burrito. I'll get steak. I'll get grilled onions, grilled peppers, and then cheese it up. And I'll even pay the extra to get it get the queso on the beer on a burrito. Mm, that's that's a good. That's I might need to use that. But mascots, I think mascots are great. Corny the corn belter, baked beans are just blah. Yeah, baked beans. I think belter wins here. Corny. All right, All right elite eight. This is big. White crayons against James Brown, Funky Jackhammer. White crowns against the Andes 
great James Brown funky jackhammer. Yep, this is. Mm. If we're we're in Springfield here, gotta keep that in mind. Gotta keep how good an Andy's is. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't even I wouldn't want to eat a white crayon, even though I am kind of curious now. Um, but a James Brown funky jackhammer, that's gonna be perfect. All right, James Brownie. Jamie Brown. All right, LeBron James kid coming off his Patrick Mahomes triumph. Going up against pretending to be asleep so your parents won't make you do your chores. I feel like the LeBron James kid, with how good he was at doing that, would be pretty good at pretending to be asleep. Yep. I mean, he just he just knocked off your your boy. He just knocked yeah. off your king, your, your everything. Yeah, he is. So I think I, I mean he probably doesn't have it, to do chores. He is the Tom Brady of this of this bracket. He doesn't have to do chores, I don't think. Yeah, he, he probably doesn't. Gingers oh, against chocolate milk. Hmm. Chocolate milk is better than gingers, Wyatt. It's the official drink of gingers. It are you? Yeah. How much I know you have drank Highland chocolate milk. So this pick is up to you because uh, both literally have been in you and on you. You know what? I would take chocolate milk over me. All right. I would take milk. it over me. Rick Jester is taking on Corny the Corn Belter. Ooh, I I think uh, Rick Jester would make the Corny the Corn Belter experience better over the PA. Yeah, but he wouldn't have he wouldn't be able to do it without Corny the Corn Belter. But what, could Rick Jester be a good Corny the Corn Belter? I don't think would? so. So your pick here. I, I'm taking Corny. All right, Corny it is. The final four. James Brown, Funky Jackhammer against LeBron James kid. Mm. I think the LeBron James kid would enjoy a James Brown. Yeah, I think that pretty much everybody would. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Hmm. LeBron James, it's the final four. There are no coin flips in the final four. No, we just got to come to a consensus. Yep. And so, uh, if you were to either eat that from Andy's, I would not eat LeBron. I would not eat LeBron James, kid, if that's what you're saying. You, no. Would you eat the jackhammer or would you rather watch the LeBron James kid bean? Eat. There it is. Is that, is that where you'd go? I think I agree. I, I would rather enjoy a good James Brown Funky Jackhammer. All right. Well, that moves on to the championship. And now we have Chocolate Milk going against Corny the Corn Belter. Ooh. Must be big dairy guys here with the uh, milkshake-ish mix. And yeah. Oh, so. I'm, I'm noticing a trend here. Yeah. But Corny the Corn Belter looks pretty cool. But, man, that Highland... Chalk yeah. is undefeated. The Highland Dairy. That's like this is like Duke and North Carolina meeting in the championship because now yeah. we have James Brown Funky Jackhammer going up against Highland Dairy Chocolate Milk. Both from the same region. It's both been, companies in the same area. Beautiful what we did here. Yes. I mean a rivalry here we got going on. I don't know what wins. Hmm. And there's no, uh, 
there's no uh I mean it's a championship. There's no coin flips in a championship. Absolutely no coin flips. See, this is a this is a gotta take a second. Imagine the taste buds with both and vote. You know when there was a coin flip? In the AFC championship game. That is true. And it hmm. Mm. 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 But I don't agree with the coin flip in the AFC championship game. Therefore, no coin flip here. This tournament's better. This tournament is better than NFL overtime rules. Oh, I don't know what to do. Um, James, okay, if if we're agreeing on the taste, then both James Brown, Funky Jackhammer, what a great name that is. Highland Dairy Chocolate Milk, very marketable, smart decision just to call it Chocolate Milk, but James Brown Funky Jackhammer. How fun has that been to say this? There's only time? there's a lot of chocolate milk brands out there, even though there's one to me. Right, I agree. That's there's the only, only there's ever. only there's only one James Brown Funky Jackhammer. That is true. It wins the tournament, doesn't it? James Brown Funky Jackhammer. It it wins. We have a winner. Well, if you've made it this far in this podcast, <laughs> you're probably insane. I don't know why Blaine stuck around to do this. We were originally going to have Bailey do this, but I think she would have hung up after the first five minutes, don't you think? I, I agree. I don't know what happened to her. She hasn't texted back. Some good debates. You know what? I don't I don't, I don't really care anymore. Yeah, well. But, uh, yeah, we had some good debates, had some good thoughts. I'm interested to see what happens in this week's uh, epic journey. But I'm going to let Blaine go, and I'm going to finish up this podcast. But, uh, Blaine, thanks for thanks for giving me a lot of your time tonight. And uh, go James Brownie. Go James Brownie. Thanks, Wyatt. That's all I got for the day. This is the uh, Wyatt Wheeler podcast. I don't know what episode we're on anymore, and that's not a bad thing because we're still going and the audience is still growing, and uh, that's, that's pretty neat. I thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, I don't know what's wrong with you for sitting through the Bracketology of Random, but I, I, I had fun doing that. Um, you're welcome to skip around if you want. I don't. You just you do you. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Next week we'll probably have some Lady Bear stuff. We'll probably. Uh, you never know when Nintendo's basketball team will start doing some more things and might be starting to get into baseball season. But thanks for listening, and until next week.